for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. For 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in those games, many can buy. I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens at 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now, thank you uh, for not participating in that, the rest of Australia. On a Monday morning on those Spotify's and uh, podcast services. At, at, pardon? And, oh, and, Apple, and, 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 and Apple Podcasts, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, 9 a.m. at the aforementioned Australian Daylight Savings Time on those YouTubes for the video people. But if you would like to take part in uh, future conversations with us, hopefully at a decent time frame, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. Can't have told the, the extra hour of the last sleep fucked is both up fears. But if you want to join us as the conversation happens over twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, of course, com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Max, this time next week, we would have been tired. We are tired now. But yeah, this time next week, hopefully this time next week, your boy's going to be in bed asleep. Yeah, I hope to be in bed because when we're, we're, you know, it's packs. Is what I'm getting. That's packs, right? Next weekend, this coming weekend, packs. It's exciting. Uh, we'll be recording uh, the episode of For the Players live on the floor uh, at the Pioneer booth as I pull up my phone to find out exactly what time I agreed to because I have forgotten. Uh, we'll be recording live on Sunday, 4 p.m. Oh, we're like the last ones. Hell yeah. So like the, I, the, we, I, I requested that we book it on the Sunday so that we can sort of touch upon everything we've done in the weekend. So we've gone kissed hands, we've shaked the babies, we've, we've schmoozed, we've played, we've played everything that we can, we've done all the interviews, and then we can have a look back and, um, uh, and look back at the week. So as no in the chat says, you will, we will be tired as opposed to every other Sunday. Yeah, we're always fucked. I don't know why the hell we record at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night, by the way. But yeah, so the, we're the final recording at the... <laughs> Because someone decided to start doing wrestling shows on a Saturday night. <laughs> yep, this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll be the last at the Pioneer booth. Uh, so big thank you to uh, Fid McCorsum from GGWP. Go check them out uh, for hooking that up. And earlier in the day, I'll be recording a special one-off episode of The Young and the Wrestlers. After like a year away. Um, I, was I hear a, it's going to be a, a big honker of an episode too. Yeah, so after being uh, you know a year a year off of not doing any shows, well, we've got a, a lot's happened in the last year of wrestling, so we're going to talk about that with a friend of the show, Mad Dog, who helped who goes and runs TCW, the the Twitch Championship Wrestling promotion that Max and I are a part of, and we'll also be joined by Fid, who is also a massive uh, wrestling fan. So we're going to be talking about uh, Brawl Out, uh, the Triple H era, uh, what the 
future holds of like CM Punk and you know the direction of all these changes and what we've seen, what we've done, and where, where, where what's the state of wrestling at the moment, uh, including the local independent scene, which I now have a much more knowledge and insight on, which will be a tons of fun. Uh, and yeah, but I'm really really excited uh, to to spend the weekend in in the Melbournes. Um, yeah, so I'll be there. Fr- we'll be there Friday through to Sunday. Um, yeah, I'm itching. I'm itching. Because as I mentioned last week, as I walk through those doors and I I will likely have an emotional moment, I may even record myself doing it just because, uh, as I see the end of my hashtag pretty for packs journey, you know, after two and a half years, I can finally walk through the doors at Exhibition Center and achieve the goal that I set out to do, which was to lose as much weight as I could to look well, the idea was as unrecognizable as possible. Turns out I look exactly the same, just less person. So that was that one didn't kind of come through. But yeah, the idea was to go through this one and be a um, physically different person. Uh, I didn't realize that I would also be an emotionally different person as uh, things like, you know, external life things have changed in that time. But we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to that. Max, what's your, what are you looking forward to the most over, over this PAX weekend? Honestly, I don't know. So this will be my first mm. pack. This will be my second ever packs. Uh, it's been my first packs as a media personality. Oh, very loosely, very loosely. Um, <laughs> I think it'll just be because, like, the first time I went, I went with you and mm. kind of still did a lot of the things that you did and kind of, you know, I, I I shook babies and kissed people and did all that fun stuff. And I met some really awesome people there, and I hope to do the same thing this time. Like, it'll be it'll be awesome to meet, uh, to put faces to a lot of the mm. names that we, we see on a regular basis. And, <clears throat> you know, I'll try and avoid Padge as often as possible. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it'll be it'll be good. I, I look forward to, to doing some of the some of the cool stuff. Yeah, so the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, and that's my favorite thing, then we've done it for the last like six years that we've gone, every year that we've gone. We essentially just do a floor tour. The first thing we do, we have someone on camera, someone on, on mic, and then we just walk through and we just kind of point at everything that there is. So if someone is com- is planning on coming to PAX over the weekend, they can look at that video and go, all right, well, I need to go there. I want to go there. Because they can see the map itself, but seeing it physically and knowing what's where is integral especially when there are lines everywhere and there's only so much you can do in your day why not plan ahead so normally the first thing we do is that is that tour is that tour video and then we would normally send dylan off to the media room to edit and upload it but it looks like i might have to do that this time uh and normally we get our hands on on uh some some and the things that we are most interested in playing first um i'm not really sure what's going to jump out at me at the moment but because the full list of stuff hasn't hasn't gone up but uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I and do and love I, doing and that. And I guess for most of the weekend, trying to stalk Shu. Yeah, and we'll find Shuhei Yoshida because uh, it was announced this week that Shuhei Yoshida, head of PlayStation Indies, former head of Worldwide Studios, uh, is in Melbourne this week. Uh, he'll be giving a uh, keynote presentation on Friday, which I'm exceptionally keen to hear from um and i know padge is trying to organize something uh for his dev diary and i want to try coat tell the shit out of that and i want to i I, th- I think we just need to invest in like one of those apple air tags and just tag just, him just like so we can work yeah, out you know, where he is. pop him pop him in the sign work out which ramen syrup he's gone to for, mm. at lunchtime after reaching out on twitter he's like where's the best place so we'll just stalk that place constantly <laughs> 
I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna eat three days worth of ramen. <laughs> I'm gonna eat uh, ramen all weekend yeah. trying to find. Excited! Oh no! Says they'd uh, throw their panties at me. I can't wait. But yeah, if you're if we're if you're around at the Pioneer booth on the Sunday, we will accept uh, panties. Um, don't have to be worn. Added bonus if they are. No pressure, but we'll take them. I also hopefully will have a stack of N95. Masks. Oh, I said hopefully the like, max. Like hopefully I have a stack of panties because I'm going to come prepared. But yeah, no, I've yeah, got I'm a big box of N95s. I'm going to get. I'm going to grab like like six liters of hand sanitizer. I'm just going to drown myself in it and slip my oh, way through packs. Oh, it's going. It's going to get gnarly. And like I can't get COVID because I have four. I have like a bunch of wrestling shows the weekend after. Well, it, so. doesn't, it doesn't matter as of as of next week or the week after. COVID doesn't exist anymore. No more. No more mandatory leave. You just you just work through it. Oh man, everyone's gonna die so hard. That's it. We're yeah, done. Brutal. All right. The band, we're fully letting it rip. Well, I'm glad we have a big convention before they make that call. Oath. Bold strategy, Cottons. Max, how's your Yo. week? How's your week been? Uh, what have I done this week? I feel like I've done fuck all this week. Mm. That's because I think I did. Um. My week started appallingly, I must oh, admit. Yeah. I think I messaged you on the Tuesday and went, hey, I've worked like 30-something hours and slept for six mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in three days. Uh, so that was fun. Um, back end of my week was pretty pretty cruisy. Did a lot of paperworky crap on, on, on Friday and Saturday, just getting more house shenanigans in order, getting doing a lot of that crap. I had to upload a ton of documents for some of the government grants that we're mm. going for. And they're like, hey, we just need this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. It's only like 70 pages per document. No problem. I'll just, you know, start scanning. <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. Turns out most of it I already had uh, digital copies of. Smooth. So that was cool. With a bit of time. Uh, today, um, I, I kind of said, said to Ali at the start of the weekend, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to, just here for you guys this weekend since I'm abandoning you next weekend. <laughs> She's like, yeah, fair. So we, we went out and did some family stuff each, each day. You know, when we went out for lunch on, uh, on Saturday, which was nice. Went to a little cafe near where we're building our house. Mm -hmm. um, turns out they do amazing food. Oh, handy. And then today we went out to, went out to Lara and took a walk through the, the nature reserve out mm -hmm. there and had a look at some animals. And oh, like, ain't that lovely. All that fancy stuff. And now uh, my wife's trying to get my kid to bed an hour earlier than usual because daylight savings. Yeah, she's have no idea what's going on. She's like, I ain't going yeah, to sleep. Was like, I'm not tired. She was like super, super hype. Yeah. At seven o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Not bad. When we, when, we, when we cooked dinner for her and bought dinner, she's like, uh, it's not dinner time yet. I'm like, uh, it is, mate. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. She's very opinionated for like a three-year-old. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be a rough couple of days. Until yeah. She together because yeah. Ali's like yeah she slept in till like 9 30 today i'm like oh no. like that's not a good thing it sounds good but it ain't what about you how was your week uh well my week was all right um i uh, i had uh what day so i uh, wednesday and thursday off this week as i uh had school holidays so uh millie james my son's my ex-wife my kid's mum uh she had to work still so she's like hey can you have james a couple of days i'm like damn right i can um so i took some time off and we hung out for two days which was awesome as always had a, had a ton of fun i uh made the the uh poor decision to buy him a big box of elite trainer box of pokemon cards um we had a tons of fun opening it but then he's like can we get more cards now i'm like don't don't tempt me buddy because this may awaken something in me 
uh, and I'm not ready to forego many dollars in the world of trading cards because it was fun, like opening it, sorting through it, ticking off the ones we've got and getting the full set, you know, hunting the cool ones. Yeah, it was bad. It was good fun though. Uh, went to the pool again, which was great because as he's, as he's learning how to swim better and better, which is fun. Uh, what else did I get up to this week? Uh, Friday, I, I had dinner uh, with someone, same person as uh, last Sunday, might I add. Uh, and then I went out last night with that same person again. So I, I, look, I don't know how to read the room, but I think, I don't know if they're into me. I'm just thinking about it. Um, oh, so that's why you left mm, me on red last night. Yeah, that's why I left you on red. <laughs> I was I was out busy, busy being, being people. Um, yeah, no, we went out to, to Piano Bar, which is this local uh, bar here in town. Uh, and that place is fucking amazing, by the way. Have you been? Yes. Why the like, f- go out? <laughs> Why I don't go out. Like you should. Why the fuck did you never tell me to go to that place? That place is amazing. That's all right. Like that dude who's sitting there playing piano played it for like four straight hours. Didn't take it's a break. Almost like, almost like that's his job. Yeah, but like even then, like he's singing, he's playing, like no breaks, no stops. It was legit, and like yeah. it has such a different energy to like any bars or clubs or pubs that I've ever been to, and like because it's it's like everyone goes in there, they leave all their inhibitions at the door. Everyone is like collectively there to like look after each other and have a real good time. Uh, so like everyone's just getting fucking rowdy, dancing on tables and shit. So everyone's singing badly, like. And I like knowing that like, uh, you know, during the week, I, I believe it's like, it's also a, a drag bar. Like it has, it has this very similar energy to some of the, 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 the bars you see in like Priscilla Queen of the Desert, right? Cause it's got like, you know, the big lit stage and it's all pretty. And then like everyone's singing along and having a great time. I'm like, cause I, like when I went, went in there and sat down and I'm looking at the space and I'm like, it's going to take me a while to get used to this. So as I'm sitting here trying to process everything that's coming into me. Once again, because it's such a different energy. Like I went in expecting like a bar because it's a piano bar, right? So I was expecting a little dance floor, some booths, you know, all the usual shit, like, you know, just the usual stuff. Get in there and it's not that at all. I'm like, hang on. I don't know how to deal with this. And then bit by bit, and they were playing, there was a lot of ABBA. Uh, Adele got got jammed a bit. And then slowly as the night progressed, they come on like my tune sort of come in. Out come this really nice piano rendition of Teenage Dirtbag. I'm like, yeah, now we're talking. Uh, yeah, it was a really, really good night. I mean, really, really enjoyed myself. Um, and it was really good. So like I've uh, I talked about last week, you know, I had a really good weekend and I was all happy and stuff, which is really true. And and I've talked about like my previous weeks and, you know, I, I, I'm very a big uh, advocate of talking about mental health, especially here on the show, as it's my day job and to sort of help where I am, I'm at. Um, so I found there were some, some things that were brought to light to me yesterday um, that really fucked me up. Um, and I was pretty shit all of yesterday um, and today. I've been real, real bad. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to sort of go out last night and just, yeah, forget about it for a little while. Um, which was really, really cool. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yesterday and today has, has been, been really rough, but come in here, you put on the brave face, you mask up, you sit down, you put your Kevin Feige hat on, as I said, and I talk to you lovely people about the things in the PlayStation. And that includes the games that we have been playing this week. Now, Max... I finally did my job right this week and I got you a code for a game that you wanted. Previously, you're just like, I want this game and then it doesn't happen. But I did my I did my dues this week. 
I hurt my kid. That's what, yeah, that, yeah. You it got to the point where you got got sick of me asking. He's like, "Fuck, it, I'll do it." Jesus. So, what did I get? Mm. Shout out to the team over at Bandai Namco Australia for providing me with the code for Valkyrie Elysium, which uh, launched on Friday, I believe. Was it twenty eighth? I think it's Friday. If I know my dates. Mm. And um, it is the it is the latest Square Enix game. And it is a fantastic little action adventure hack and slash, to put it lightly. Mm. So you play as a as one of Odin's Valkyrie, and you are here to purge Midgard of uh, its wayward souls. It's Not the, the same Midgard, Midgard as Final Fantasy. No, like Midgard is in Earth, like Odin Midgard Earth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Norse mythology. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I'm back. All right, cool, yeah. And you're back. Okay, so <laughs> um, there is a demo available for this game. Not I played it. it a couple of weeks. I played it a couple of weeks ago, which is why we, we reached out for a code. Um, so same same premise. You you essentially the demo is the first tutorial level and then the first level of the game, which is about thirty to forty minutes of gameplay tutorial covers all your basics it's like here's how you attack here's how you move throughout the world here are all your abilities that you can do here here are your magical abilities here are your summons this is how you combo here's some of the various enemy types that you will see so each enemy type essentially has a different move set but they also have a different elemental affinity mm -hmm. and then obviously uh enemies have uh health bars and stagger bars the stagger bar will go down when you use an affinity that's uh, an element that's opposite to their affinity. So if they are a fire type, if you use ice, they it staggers them and they freeze. So you can, you know, get in there and melee chop chop them up with ease. Uh, so there's fire, lightning, and ice is what I've come across at the moment, but I believe there are more. Uh, your summons also work in the same way. Um, they are referred to as Einhörnja which I'm assuming is the, the, the Norwegian word for it. Uh, and essentially they come with their own um, abilities. So you summon them into, into into the combat. You can have multiples in at the same time. And they are essentially just AI controlled allies. They'll just run around and attack stuff for you. But uh, the cool thing about them <laughs> is when you summon them, you gain their affinity on your basic attacks. So if you summon the lightning guy, all your basic attacks now deal lightning damage, mm -hmm. which means you can you can um, you can stun enemies that are weak to lightning very easily, which is uh, which which can be very helpful uh, <clears throat> to get. So it's essentially a, a simple mission structure where it's it's an open world map as your level and you explore the map there's there's waypoints to go through to, to kind of keep you on track as as uh so you don't get too roundabout but essentially it's similar to that of like devil may cry so once you hit a certain area it'll be like hey i'm gonna pop up some fog walls so you can't escape you have to deal with these enemies before we move on mm -hmm. uh i'm four chapters in at the moment so i've done the first four levels and there's a few intermission levels in between that there are side quests which are findable inside the levels as you do them. So they are missable if you don't collect those items that unlock the side quests. There's lots of lots of other collectibles. There's essentially these little plants that give uh, background knowledge to some of the souls in the area and, and like wh 
what they did when they were alive, which is kind of interesting, kind of fills out the lore of the world, which is really cool. And then at the end of the level, you, you fight your big bad boss guy. And then you, in a similar vein to that of like Devil May Cry or something like that, you get the end game, you get the end level screen where it gives you your score, like based on uh, how much damage you did, how much enemies you killed, how many dam- how much damage you took, how many items you used, uh, and all that fun stuff. So I'm, I'm having an absolute blast with it at the moment. I'm about four or five hours deep. Uh, my understanding is uh, it's about a 20-ish hour game. I believe it has multiple endings, Ooh. which is cool. Um, but so far, I'm really digging it. That 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 fast-paced action combat is really getting me going. The the story is compelling enough to keep me wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it delivered through both in-game um, like just story beats as you're playing the levels, as well as like cutscenes throughout the, the the levels themselves, and at the end of the end of missions during the, the what they refer to as the intermission stage mm-hmm. when you head back to um to, to talk to odin basically after every mission you're like hey man this is what i've done he's like cool now go do this like, yeah dude says, <laughs> says odin <clears throat> um but yeah it's 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 a really it it's 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 very fast-paced combat similar to the only yeah i, I i've been making comparisons to devil may cry it's probably not as quickly paced as that um but it's still very uh, as, you know, it, it's that square is your light attack triangle. That real hack and slash and sort you, of approach, yeah. And, and you, you know, you know, your combos are a mixture of the two button button inputs to to do uh, the different combos. And then as you as you progress through the game, you collect these orbs from from enemies, very similar to like the souls from um, uh, Devil May Cry. You can use those to upgrade your character. So uh, there's three trees as attack, defense, support. So you can you know attack covers like extra combo moves extra damage stuff like that defense is obviously uh blocking evasion increased defense and hp and then support is um you can upgrade your magic bar or your soul bar which covers your summons and your 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 castable magic uh you can set it up so uh if an enemy breaks your shield when you're blocking you'll automatically summon one of your allies to kind of like help out in the fight mm-hmm. so it, it, it's really interesting you can kind of mold your character how you want to play and then on top of that you can upgrade each individual weapon that you gain access to so at the moment i've got like four different swords each with a different uh elemental affinity and i just unlocked a a spear which allows me to do aoe attacks as opposed to single target fighting which okay. is kind of helpful when you're kind of getting mobbed by trash enemies very cool very, yeah, very I'm really cool. really digging it if anyone's into that kind of hack and slash gameplay similar to that um this is a really easy recommend I'm, I'm having an absolute blast with it at the moment but i'll be talking about it again for the next couple of weeks because i uh just have not got you know have not oh yeah seeing as you made the choice to like go uh hang with your family or whatever so if yeah you, you've not you know because you've got the code uh, on friday so you've not really spent as much time that, with it trying to do that work life work life balance <laughs> smart call smart call otherwise, um, otherwise you'll end up like me mate don't don't do that uh but, um, yeah. yeah really really good fun Fantastic. the other other thing that i've been playing which i haven't put as much time into was sessions yeah and so uh, we received a code from the lovely team at uh Power up PR? Yes, power up. Yes. Uh, for sessions, it's essentially like a hard skate sim uh, in the same way that like not more skate than Tony Hawk, 
but then also harder again in a number of ways. My, my brain can't handle it. So it's actually very similar to that of Skater XL, which came out about two years ago, uh, which is, it, it's similar to Skate. It is yeah, a more realistic Skate, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Simulation style game in that the camera is really low towards the back. It's not high like your Tony Hawk. Uh, you use your thumbsticks as the way to control your feet. So you've got your left, left stick controls your left foot, right stick controls your right, and you turn using the... Uh, paddles, the L2 and R2. So once you sort of get your head around that, you can kind of start seeing what you're going to do. But like, yeah, what you, it's difficult to to have that can disconnect when you got to try to do it, all the multiple things at once. So like Tony Hawk, which everything is on the um, on the face button. So X is your ollie, and then you square for your, your flip tricks, triangle for grind, circle for your grab tricks, uh, and then skate, which is everything was done by the right stick, and your left was all your movement. This is like that next step up again, and trying to yeah, get your brain, like ollie's hard enough, and then you're like, well, let's see if I can get a kid. So it actually feels rewarding when you do even the simplest of tricks, but then also trying to line up like a grind, it's fucking hard. I also feel that the tutorial doesn't do a good Very job true. of onboarding you. Yeah. Because when you start, it's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna show you the the very basic principles. And I got stuck on the grinding one for like 20 minutes. Mm. Because it, it it's like, do a, uh, what was it? It was like, do a front side grind where, where only the front trucks are touching the yeah, ground. Yeah, it's like, like a, cool, a nose grind. No, yeah. no worries. It's like, and then it gives you the description of push R forward and bring L back. And that'll work. I'm like, okay, but when I do that, I'm ollieing, but my back foot's coming down first, not my front foot. So I'm doing a tail grind, not a nose mm. grind. That's that five zero, yeah. What you're, what you're telling me is wrong on mm. the tutorial. So I'm like, oh, I'll do it the opposite way, and the opposite way was fine because it was a nollie, but the guy couldn't nollie high enough to get on the rail. Yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I ended up just going this really awkward um, way where I kind of just did this full big loop and just came up the other, <laughs> up the other way. But um, yeah, it's real. My, my brain just can't comprehend that that's the way it works. Mm. And then I constantly get mixed up between is my is my guy goofy or is he not goofy? Because that also flips what the what's yeah. the direction of the body to push up yeah so depending on your stance obviously if your body is as you if you face forward and your and your your chest is facing to your right that's your regular stance if you're facing forward and your chest is going to your left that is the goofy stance so that does it changes because it depends on which foot is forward but then you also got to then allow for the idea of nollies and fakies and all these other little variants that you have or you know where you essentially skating switch right and then you've also yeah. got to take into account how you push like you can push regular or you can push mongo um, uh, you know, depending on which which button you're pressing, so you can kind of tweak it whatever you want. But as you said, like you've got to have that skater brain, I guess, because um, you 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 were always a rollerblader back in the day. Even though yeah. you really enjoyed skate as a game, like that that culture wasn't really yours. Yeah, like for me, that was my shit. So like playing this, it's it, everything's just cl in terms of what I need to do is clicking and it's coming together really nicely. But then delivering it is that is that extra step harder. But it is fun trying to wrap my head around it to to make it happen. Um, and the only other downside to it is because it, it's set up like a town or a city, 
like it's a lot of street stuff which is really which is fun because street is the best when it comes to like tricks and stuff because it's all that flatland stuff that's awesome but uh it's unlike skate which built a city that was really kind of a skate park as a city this feels more like a standard street so there's a couple of you know so there's just areas of flat and you kind of have to tweak things a little bit to sort of make it work and you know it's 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 adds an extra layer of difficulty just trying to navigate the space and plan your runs accordingly um but i don't know i, I i'm really enjoying it in that i want to i want to do it more and i want to keep scratching that part of my brain because it's it's hitting a different space as i have to like think about it but admittedly i've not played all that many games this week aside from session but we'll, so we'll have more to talk about session uh possibly next week in the pack show um if not more than likely the the week after as we keep playing the other thing i have been playing is i have been playing a game called weedcraft inc now i talked about it two weeks ago or last week and i said that we received a review code for the console version uh the console version is out now in the u.s i don't believe it's on the playstation australian store just yet but Weedcrafting is essentially a tycoon game all based around marijuana. Uh, yeah, so you you start growing, you start with essentially having this little grow house in your basement of your apart of your, your apartment building, uh, and then it's all about growing it and in terms of like down to the, the chemical composition of the soil, the growth medium, the lighting, all this sort of stuff, and then you connect it to the dealing side. So you got to work out the business management of you know making sure the clients are happy and you're selling what what you're selling what you, uh, what's wanted while also at a good price and it's also that it's, it's matching the quality of the which you're charging for it and then you've also got to work with the 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 rival com, uh, sellers in the space while also trying to dodge all the business side of things in terms sorry the the um the law side of things as in the police are you know doing rounds and the more you grow in order to to do more the more heat that brings towards you so how do you manage the heat while also um continuing to move the product that you're selling while also growing the product um un, un, under the under the bracket um, which is cool. Uh, no has confirmed that it is on the Australian PS, uh, PlayStation Store. Is thirty seven ninety five Australian dollary dues. So, I originally reviewed this game a couple of years ago uh, through uh, on PC. So I, I had a, I, it was very easy for me to jump into this game, knowing full well what I had to do, where I wanted to go, and and all those sort of um, all the the momentum, the the, the minutia, the mechanics of the game. So the most difficult part playing this from pc to console is that yeah it's really built for pc in that there are menus on menus um and that you kind of have to almost have very similar to a session sorry you've got to kind of like you know hold triggers and face buttons and all this kind of move around the menus in a relatively quick and efficient way uh but once you sort of get that hang of it very similar to another game that i played a number of years ago called cook serve delicious where it's all about once you get that pattern down and those you know you know what's where it be, does become that muscle memory you start ripping through it you're growing you're watering you're cutting you're selling you're doing all the things that you need to make it and you can do it as with with quick and relative ease um so it's just the, it is the same game that I that I was playing on PC and I really enjoy it. I'm really enjoying it here as well as I now get to sort of sit and recline on my couch while I listen to what is an incredibly good soundtrack, by the way. Like it's not licensed or anything. It's all just kind of, you know, hip hop inspired. Uh, what's it called? Like not drum, like that low, like lo-fi sort of music. And uh, it's it's really good. I get a good kick out of it. Um, and that, and that that's... 
that's fun. I enjoy that. Hey, Sprout Ox, my mate Spratty is in the Twitch chat. Man, I haven't seen that kid in forever. How are you, my friend? Um, yeah, so I've been really enjoying that. That's kind of been the one that I've been like having the most tinker with this week. But the other the other game that I probably spent the most time with were the two days that I had my son, and we played um, two games. Uh, one is as Shock Horror Max, Shock Horror, Hello Neighbor. But we played a different one. Wasn't Hello Neighbor one before? This is Hello Neighbor, Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. So, unlike the previous ones where you play the neighbor and you're you break into <laughs> the neighbor's house and you're trying to solve this mystery and the neighbor's trying to chase you out, it's set around the two kids of the neighbor of uh, the the Mr. Neighbor. Well, he does have a name, but I forget what it was. So it's it's essentially built on the premise of creating backstory to the individual and to why he does the actions that he has done in the previous game. Um, and it's kind of it is kind of this tragic sort of backstory, really, about his family, um, which kind of ties in. It's it's a lore that's way deeper than it should be for like really a very simple physics um, puzzle game. But so you'll play his two children, a boy and a girl, and the hide and seek mentality of it, of it is in the same way that the neighbor chases you in the first game, your brother is chasing the sister. In the, and each level so far is themed. The first one is uh, safari themed. So you're playing in the backyard and you've got to go find all uh, the stuffed toys that are hidden around. But of course, the, you know, the things are located and you've got to get physics puzzles to get to them, etc. Uh, the second level, they're playing cops and robbers. So the idea is you've got to break into all these these um, houses, uh, sorry, uh, businesses and, and shops, steal the money, bring it back to the base, and that's how you finish the level. So that the premise of it is, you need to collect all the items, and once you do, it brings in dinner time. As in, you're like you, you've got that, you know, kids are playing just before dinner. Once you get everything done, like hey, let's go have dinner together, and then the cutscene is them sitting having dinner, and then it leads into the, the more emotionally driven stuff of, of the game itself. Um, I I hate these games, but I can't stop playing them. A, because my kid loves them. It's a big selling point for me. Is he gets a lot of enjoyment out of playing it with me. So we do that, which is which is really good. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah it's, just one, it's just one of those things. It's just kind of... It, it, it hits that part of it hits that part of you where you're like oh I, I i've got to get it like I, I can you when you try to hunt all these little these little thing little trinkets and stuff and you bring them all back together it's awesome the second game that i played with my son is uh it's called poppy's playtime it's on pc uh he as my son falls down these weird youtube rabbit holes of um, like horror games so specifically and or horror characters so that's where hello neighbor came in and this is all based around uh these series of characters called like huggy wuggy and mummy long legs all this weird fucking shit and it's free on it's free on steam i was like yeah sure i'll play it with him it's actually a good selling point. yeah it's actually kind of it's actually kind of fun um puzzle game really and very similar in the physics uh but I know it's, it is a bit spooky. It's a bit creepy. James enjoyed it. You know, like he, he was able to, the first time he tried, he couldn't quite get the mouse and keyboard, but I turned down the DPS on the mouse and I gave him a go. And yeah, he was starting to get it. He was starting to understand, you know, the, the, the WASD and the mouse. I was like a little bit of a proud dad moment as it all was coming together. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all that I've played this week. I think it's, it's it has been a relatively quiet gaming week. I did ch- chip off a little Red Dead Redemption Two at the start of the week, but yeah, especially you know with having James those two days um, going out and, and hanging out with with a cool person. Um, yeah, I just my time wasn't in, in that game space, and then today I was just didn't you know, didn't have the head for it, so I haven't picked anything up. But 
Yeah, that ticks all the boxes. Now, let's get into the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Just, just quickly before we, we <gasps> jump ahead, the only other thing that I've been playing, um, and I think the only person who will actually care here is Puck, but I finished the Taken King raid for Destiny 2. Oh, you fucking nerd. I have one completion, and I got the exotic weapon drop that has like a 2% drop chance. So, oh, look, uh, look I guess at I you. Just a humble brag. Good brag. Yeah, Puck's happy for you. He gives you applaud. Give a bit of, bit of clap in the chat. <laughs> All right. And, and as you alluded to before, let's move to uh, the session we called Inform the Players. And let's kick things off, as we always do, with some PlayStation-related news. The PlayStation Essential titles have been announced for October. We will be getting Hot Wheels Unleashed, PlayStation 5 and PS4, Injustice 2, PS4, and Super Hot PS4. Fun fact, Injustice 2 already free on ps plus uh as part of the the higher tier super hot dope game by the way brilliant game already played it already own it already finished it uh hot wheels unleashed is apparently really good i haven't played it but i hear hear good things so a bit of an average average month nothing too too amazing pardon me but i'm sure i'll enjoy hot wheels unleashed and i'm sure my son will too so that seems like kind of the the fun the fun game for that. Injustice 2 is still one of the prettiest fighting games I've ever seen. Like, it is stunning the way they've um, captured the DC characters. Like, they have that they have that high level of realism, but mixed with the comic-y nature. So even though they're all armored up and it looks kind of campy because it's superheroes, but it looks really grounded, weirdly enough, and it's it's great. And like, Ninja Turtles are in there, and so is Hellboy and stuff. It's a bunch of IDW stuff. So uh, if, if it's free, pick up the uh, season pass for nothing. Well, next to nothing, probably probably nothing cheap. All right, Max, something huge. Should we, should we skip this and go to the next one since our main talking point is the next story? And, and uh, nah, I'm talking Last of Us right now. I'm feeling it right now. This week, after lengthy time, HBO have finally released the trailer for The Last of Us. Uh, coming and it was nicely dropped on uh, Last of Us Day. Last of Us Day. So, this is the show that's coming in 2023, starring Pedro Pascal and the other girl from. Um, it'll come to me in a second. The other girl from uh, Game of Thrones. She played the little queen, the one that got real stabby. Uh, Bella Ramsey. Uh, yeah, so we'd see them. So it's, it's, we're seeing a number of shots of of Joel walking around the quarantine cent, quarantine zone. We quickly catch glimpses of protagonist Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, and Tess escaping the outskirts and reaching some of the ruined downtown areas. Clickers make an appearance before shots of Riley and Ellie from Left Behind prequel are shown too. So we see that yeah, the the clicker, the practical uh, makeup, the sound of that. We get to see other other characters as well, like Tess uh, and uh, uh, and Bill, and so played by Nick Offerman. Um, there's a lot, a lot to take in here. And for me, the things that jump out is, uh, I, I, I alluded to on Twitter that we have different takes on this. So I'm going to let my take out and then I'll let you jump in. Cause you're going to totally different. I yeah, thought fine. this trailer was brilliant. Uh, just as I expected, it made me cry a little bit because I know where it's going. I know what this story is. And I do have such a big connection to this, to this game and the last of us part two, that I, I look forward to what this is going to be. And especially on the idea that they are doing shot for shot 
in some way, or at least similar enough that it gets the, it, it, it evokes the same energy of the series. Now, whether it be the real fucking, the, the Pedro Pascal is, is, looks like Joel in the closest that he can. He's got the face of a broken man. He's got the flannel shirt. He's got the watch with the, with the bullet holes in it. Pardon me. Like he's all the major beats of what you want what you want Joel to be. Like, he looks sad. He looks miserable. He looks broken. Like, he, it's exactly what Joel is. Uh, and then with that, we see shots of the open, like, the opening prologue of the game, you know, where Tim and his daughter, and they're running, and they're escaping the town. And there are some creative liberties there. Like, we're seeing some of the really cool shots of him carrying her her through. We see them driving through that that town center. And, previ- and in the game, it was a uh, petrol station that exploded. But in here, it's a, it's a jet. It's a plane breaking into the into the city big explosions um looks cool yeah we get to see uh nick offerman as bill um pulling a rifle on uh joel and ali in a pit which is a shot that i don't remember so if anything that makes me think that this might be uh one of the traps of bill's location you know sort of ways to try to break into his shit um you know maybe you fall into a trap and then he goes he puts because of the he looks down i'm like oh yeah it's joel hey my job's going on um where we see a shot in a tunnel of uh, uh, Tess, uh, Joel, and Allie, which is straight out of like the first couple hours of the game as you're trying to escape the quarantine zone and it looks shot for shot beautiful in terms of all the rain, dark, and and all these sort of things. And uh, I think we might see a couple of other sprinkle of other characters in there as well. Um, there's a shot of, of uh, Allie chained to a chair which is giving me flashbacks to like that final boss fight in The Last of Us, you know, where she gets taken and kidnapped. Um, so I'm wondering, like, I think this trailer is not just showing the first the first couple episodes, it's probably showing the, the shots from all of it. And it's not until we watch it, are we seeing all the little bits come up? Um, we see different seasons, which is just like, the, just like the game itself as they travel throughout the year. I... I was silently optimistic of, of, of what this was going to be and seeing this trailer and, and then of course knowing the involvement of Naughty Dog and especially Neil Druckmann, like what I'm seeing here is essentially the game in a TV show, which is, isn't entirely a bad thing, but it seems like there's enough creative liberty that they're going to be able to push into things that the game didn't, um, or, you know, especially if we're seeing like the laugh, laugh uh, the left behind stuff with Riley and Ellie and their, and the building of their relationship and their friendship. Um, like that has me excited because that's, it's, it's, we're going to have past, present, future, all these different times, but not in like a crazy witcher way. Um, I know, I, I, I'm, su- yeah, I say that. But suddenly, I'm, like, I'm, I'm very optimistic for, for what this, this show will be, and especially when it drops next year. But you disagree. I just thought, okay, so <clears throat> I'll put it out there. It does look brilliant. Like, cinematically... It looks absolutely it's got that stunning. real gritty tone to it. They've done they've done really well. What I was hoping for this was a was was a reason to explore more stories in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of didn't want them to to like Star Wars it up with the Skywalkers and just make more shit about them. Mm-hmm. Like not this. Not to say that this is going to be shit, but like, you know what I mean. <laughs> Unlike I Star Wars, I, which is was, now shit. <laughs> I was hoping that they were going to use this as a way to expand the universe so we could see other things because 
I'm sure there's, I'm sure they could tell some amazing and incredible, incredibly and amazing stories in that world that didn't just happen to Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, they went, they went on this this fantastic adventure, but it's a story that I've already seen and experienced. Now, I get that, you know, this is also another way to bring in uh, new people. Now that the game's launched on PC and all that and all that stuff, and it's a way for people who who don't play games to enjoy this story as well. And, and I appreciate that, but I was just hoping that it was going to be more, not more of the same but more see what i think i even though i agree with you um i would i would contest your your hey give us more of the world because it's a joel and ellie story the last of us is the joel and ellie story it's like hey can you give me bill and ted but spend more time talking about this other guy you know pardon me the, the main focus of that game it's like hey can i get the witcher but it's not really focused on gerald all that much you know so like i get where you're coming from but i believe that this trailer specifically being seeing as that it was released on the last of us day this game was built for people like me and people like you in that people that know the source material love the source material and because one of the biggest problems and the fear and especially with the love and admiration that people have for this game specifically this is them going we're faithfully readapting it dude it's cool like this is we're letting you know like it's the sh- it's the, the the shots that you love. It's the tone that you know. It's the characters that you care for. But we're just repurp like we're we're changing it just enough. And I think there's with the, with the tra- with the trailer, it's like here's a shot you know, shot you know, little twist, shot you know, new shot, shot you know. You know what I mean? Like they've they've they've, they've tailored it in such a way that I feel it has that ebb and flow that will. It's specific enough for those that know, but vague enough to pull someone in that would never have seen it before now granted i i say that knowing full well that i look at this and i'm I, my heart flutters and i get excited because i am the target audience for what this game what this movie this show, show is so i should say because it's i love this game but so i i would have to find someone that has never played the last of us before has never known about the last of us before and see what their read on that trailer is and like whether that seems like something that's engaging to them because um, it's it is a lot of it's in a true trailer fashion. It's just a lot of cuts. So it's a lot of like little bits. There's no real major it, sequence. It is, a, it is a teaser trailer. Yeah. Like it's not a you know. Yeah. So as a result, there's no like you know long piece cut, long piece. It's cut, 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 cut. So it's giving you that sprinkle of everything. So I don't know. I, I still think you might get what you're looking for. Um, I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. Hmm. I was just yeah, like I said, I. I didn't want because because we've now seen this on PS3, PS4, PS5, PC, and TV. Apparently, yeah, it's a Skyrim. Like, it, like it's it's like like I said, the story is fantastic, but it's something that I've experienced multiple times now, and I was just hoping instead of more of the same, I wanted just more. Yeah, and I agree. Yes, yeah, so as I said, I agree with you. And to me, this is more. And I think with some of the actors that they've got. Um, I look forward to, to seeing some slight alterations um, because yeah, like Pedro Pascal is a brilliant actor. We've seen him uh, be awesome. Fucking kill it in game of Thrones. Um, and then do a pretty good job as a campy character in uh, like one woman as an example, but like, he's a good dude. He fucking works. And of course Mando as well. Um, so we know we can work. 
So I, 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 I look at him and I go sick. And like, you can see it in his face. Like he is channeling something that isn't him. It's not the Viper. It's not Mando. It's not whatever the fucking character from Wonder Woman was. Like it's something else. And like, you can see it in his face. Like Bella Ramsey, I haven't quite nailed it yet on, on how she's looking. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's difficult, you know, in terms of she's technically older than Ali was in the game. Wait. Yes. No, other way around. Either way, she looks almost too young, but looks, but looks too old. Like it's real weird where like Ali was older, but felt young and naive where Bella Ramsey, especially knowing her character from Game of Thrones, which was that fucking sassy little queen that, like, straight stabbed someone, you know, like, for me, I'm like, shit, yeah. But, like, it's a different energy. But I, I, I look forward to seeing it because, like, she's costumed up almost exactly. Made my little play- PlayStation fan, like, fan heart flutter, so I'm excited. All right, well, let, us, uh, that, let us know what you think of The Last of Us trailer. Jump in the chat, comments below. Hit us on socials and stuff like that. Um, maybe we can do some little like watch alongs. Maybe we can do you know do a bit do some more of the players next year and we'll review it episode by episode. That'd be fun. I haven't reviewed TV fun. in forever. Well, talking about getting uh, PlayStation fans' hearts are fluttering. Ooh. Let's talk about PlayStation Stars. So Sony has posted an extensive overview of its new PlayStation Stars program to the PlayStation blog, covering everything there is to know. Uh, the scheme has already launched. Uh, in Asia, and it is set to hit Europe and Australia on the 13th of October. Uh, the service is currently completely free to join. Uh, you do not need a PlayStation Plus subscription to sign up. However, an active membership will provide you with some extra bennies. Uh, by signing up, which you do through the PlayStation app, you will gain the ability to earn the following rewards. Loyalty points, which can be redeemed for PlayStation wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products. Or digital collectibles, described as, quote, beautifully rendered digital representations of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment, as well as cherished devices that tap into Sony's historic innovation, end quote. Um, Just to point out again, these are not NFTs, they cannot be traded, some are rare, but they cannot be traded, there is no blockchain functionality. I think, yeah, I think that's the di- They're essentially like useless digital collectibles, but there's no blockchain, therefore it's not an yeah, NFT. They're, they're, they're NFTs that are worth nothing. Yeah, literally nothing, yeah. It can't be traded. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, to earn points, you will need to complete certain tasks, such as simply booting up a game or by earning trophies. Quote, one of our first campaigns is called the Hit and Play 1994, where members who correctly launch games that match song-based clues will receive a special collectible. Uh, end quote. By simply joining PlayStation Stars, you will immediately earn the Stargazer Telescope collectible. As an added benefit for PlayStation Plus subscribers, it doesn't matter which tier you have, you'll earn bonus points for simply buying games and products off the PlayStation Store. Split across four status levels, the more you engage with the program, the more benefits and rewards you will receive. Now, there is some contention at the moment over one of the rewards. Um, it's unsure whether or not this will follow out of the Asian region into ours, but apparently, if you are a tier four member, which is, uh, to get to tier four, it requires the purchase of four games through the PlayStation Network and 128 trophies collected, I believe, you will get priority queue times when you try and talk to PlayStation 
online for oh it's customers. a loyalty program so it's it makes it's gross but it makes sense but and, but at least it's not a paid loyalty system so well, it kind of is because you can skip to you can skip it by purchasing products on the playstation store true that is that is 100 pay to win <laughs> or pay to get service i guess mm. depending on your outlook uh but again that is it is unsure whether or not that will be offered across all regions at the moment it is only in the asian region as it is the only one live yeah are you gonna sign up fuck yes fuck yes like one of the greatest things i really like one i truly loved about astrobot's uh playroom uh was just the unnecessary little collectibles and shit just like seeing all the astrobots like one is kratos and one is like you know desmond from i should point out that this currently is only these collectibles are currently only viewable in the playstation app on your mobile phone they currently do not show up on consoles they're working on it okay so do you are you a playstation app user no well i lie yes because i check my wish list on there and i see where things are at uh i had to mute it because you and your fucking text chats and your in your voice chats i get notifications all the time um i use it to redeem keys but we would get like see that's yeah, the, uh, see that's the big question that i'm excited for like will the pop c account just suddenly get like tier four because of the the codes that we redeem like just rede- probably not because they're not i guess they're not counted as purchases but they are they're in your games library and they're in your purchase list so like that's another concern there i like content creators or media personalities like like ourselves like do do they have an added advantage because they redeem all these game codes i guess it depends on whether or not because um i guess if it's if it's that monetary value of if it has to come out of the wallet versus redeeming a code which gives you a purchase cost of zero dollars doesn't mm-hmm. it true yeah it does you, yeah must, you, might, you're not actually it may kick to the dollar value but technically something. what would be really fun though is if there's a way that you can see someone's playstation stars account and level so uh we as there has been a lot of commotion in australian games media as of late uh around uh showing your receipts for your game of cred as a content as a media as a reviewer like you know people that have their trophies hidden etc like hiding like they may not have finished a game if you join stars then suddenly you'll start like you said if, if trophies are worth points if game purchases are worth points suddenly there's another way to check on someone's receipts i guess mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, our shit's always public unless we have to for an NDA so you can always look at yeah. our shit you can see very clear- you can see very <laughs> clearly that I don't finish all my games yeah you can see that I have a lot of trophies and a lot of unfinished titles yeah and but also Max plays a lot of the games on the Popsy account so go check that trophies out if you want Max's trophies <laughs> I think you know, I've got more I think I have more platinums on the Popsy account than <laughs> yeah it's a downside it's, it's how we uh, we ensure that both you and I can play um, review codes but yeah i'm totally in they have the little ape escape trinkets that look fucking hideous and i want one um yeah I, I, it seemed it's very similar to the new ps plus it does look it's starting to feel as if it's just not as planned out as they thought it as ever may led, led to believe and I it's mean, coming kind out. of like kind of like the the different fucking tiered subscription model that yeah. they recently it's exactly out. like the ps plus like that and the half baked plan <laughs> yep like hey we have all these cool digital trinkets where are they on your phone i guess are they coming to console yeah one day like come on like like, like oh. it's yeah it, it really feels like we're like well we, we will make this because we had to like there was no real major plan there was no overarching but did, goal but did they have did they have to 
I would say they would because for the longest time, uh, there has been requests for a loyalty-like program, like to connect to your trophy. So say if you get Platinums, you get a benefit. Now, there was a window of time where they would send you cool like avatars and stuff or maybe a theme. Um, if you had finished, a, a, if you Platinum a game in a window of time, I remember like Horizon for uh, Zero Dawn did that. There's a really cool trophy you only, uh, sorry, uh, theme, avatar that you only get if you've Platinum the game. Um, so things like that would be cool. And if they can incentivize that through this sick, right. So that rather than having to email it out, they can just go, well, we, these are the people that sign up to stars are the hardcore of the hardcore. They're the ones that give the most shit. So we'll build shit for that specifically. And it's really easy. Like rather than having to email a bunch of, you know, hundreds of people that don't really care, we can channel it and we can, there's a lot, there's a, a higher chance of understanding your, your direct player base or the ones that you want to not not want you cater to because PlayStation are in the process of stepping outside of their hardcore audience as as we see as their future looks they're heading into the more games as a service space, so they're wanting to step out of just their just their known demo, but with this allows them to still step outside of the of what when what they're known for while also supporting those hardcore kids that um, live and breathe PlayStation, like me. But uh, look, Cyberpunk, still around, Max, somehow, in your Cyberpunk chair. But you, yeah. I still can't believe you were so excited for that game and it pooed right in your face. Apparently, it's really good now, but I just can't get back into it. I can't play it. I got, I got burnt one too many times. Yeah, it's, it's burnt. I, I just can't do it. Like I said, I'm sure it's great, but I'm sure it's not perfect either. Um, and look, there's, big, there's DLC coming or something, and the DLC's not even coming to PS4, so they've straight given up on that console, which is cool. But if you want to enjoy Cyberpunk, but in a different way, you totally can. So, Cyberpunk's 2077's incredible anime-fueled comeback has broken an impressive milestone. It smashed the same-day concurrent player record of... Uh, sorry, review... Uh, watcher? Oh, wait, is this... Okay, okay. So, the... You've lost me. Basically, basically what happened is the Cyberpunk anime launched oh, on Netflix. Oh, all right. I'm, okay, I'm back. And I'm back. Because, and because of that, the game has had a resurgence and has broken the same day. Ah, see that? See, Witcher now that makes more sense because, yeah, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, after the release of The Witcher TV series, did have a massive spike in concurrent players again. Um, and Cyberpunk is in, is in that same that same boat um, in that now that, uh, CD Projekt Red announced recently they've sold over 20 million copies of uh, Cyberpunk, uh, which is a fuck ton. Of, of copies and a lot of people got mm-hmm. real shafted on that but then now that everyone's gone and sold their disc copy they're going to suddenly get more co- copies again sold because they're crazy uh, the industry analyst Benji Sales has also noted the achievement after Cyberpunk 27's concurrent Steam player count sailed north of the Witcher's all time Witcher 3's all time peak of 103,329 and where Cyberpunk hit 104,827 so about a, a thousand up over um, and uh, yeah so it's cool but once again, this is only one platform. So I imagine there's been uh, probably a lot higher as people jump on, on their console of choice and jump I, back I in. I know there's a few people in my friends group who have jumped back on the cyberpunk bandwagon now that they've seen the anime. They're like, I kind of want to play that game now. Yeah. I hear, I hear it's fixed. No. In the chat, dropping my Twitter handle at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. Essentially, Betson just saw anime and brain turned off. Very true. 100%. I saw the anime. I'm like, we talking about the TV oh. show? I don't even fuck about the TV show. Well, guess what else is turning off, Ryan? What? Surprising no one, Stadia. <laughs> what is well, uh, well done. What a segue. What a segue yeah, to you. Yeah. So back in 2019, Google officially announced its new game streaming platform, 
the stadia at the time google framed stadia as the future of gaming a way to play all kinds of games on demand without ever having to worry about your computer's specifications Following several years of uh, relatively relative struggle, Google has decided to shut Stadia down on the 18th of January 2023. The company is actually refunding all Stadia purchases up until this point, which includes hardware, Damn. software, and DLC. Naturally, this announcement has resulted in people digging up a Stadia tweet from just two months ago, which reads, quote, Stadia is not shutting down. Rest assured, we're always working on bringing more great games to the platform and the pro end quote this was after a string of reports said say, stating that the service was on its way out yeah so uh Stryer, stadia we hardly knew you actually we didn't know you because you never released here so maybe that's help maybe that's probably why it's not doing too well the fact is it didn't release in a bunch of different regions because we don't have the internet infrastructure to support an entirely streaming based platform also reportedly they spent like tens of millions of dollars to have like red dead redemption and ubisoft titles on the thing and like it turns out it just wasn't worth the money no, not at all. It's never rec- they just never recoup those costs. See, but saying that though, this is something we've got to consider as well. The fact that Google are like, hey, we're just going to refund everyone that purchased something. So therefore, this is going... On paper, the entire Stadia process is a literal write-off. Yeah. Because if, if they if they didn't run refund people, then, then they made some money. So it's not a complete loss. But by refunding everyone, they can go... So this is where Google's at. They can they can then fork over bajillions of dollars, correct number there, bajillions of dollars uh, to cover this and go. Hey, we we technically made no money. Tax write off done. But yeah, the company's so huge it can it can fund all that. Uh, In the chat. The Reverend Puck just jumped in and go. I picked up a Stadia back on Christmas. Best ten dollar purchase of a Chromecast Pro forever. Excuse me. Uh, Even funnier. Uh, Stadia upgraded their interface this week and it turns out they uh, it was announced this week that they turned down a Death Stranding sc- exclusive sequel. Mm. So there was a window of time where, they, you know, apparently there was... Apparently single-player single games don't make money. Yeah, which... Fuck. I wish that were true. But it totally is. Um, this, is the, like, this is the thing. So there was a rumor mill for a while that Kojima was going to do something with, with Stadia and it was, everyone's like, why? Ooh, you know, but it made sense to what Death Stranding was wanting to be, all that sort of stuff. So we thought those rumor mills were nothing. And it went quiet. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Boom, there it is. That's, what went, that's why it went quiet. And of course, we know The Quarry, which came out from uh, Supermassive and 2K earlier this year, um, was originally meant to be a Stadia exclusive as well. Um, so I'm glad they picked up and that put somewhere else. But as far as I know, there wasn't really any Stadia exclusive games. Didn't they buy a bunch of studios? Probably. But the one added advantage of this of this shutdown is no one's losing their job. Uh, everyone that has worked on the Stadia team are now uh, just being repurposed in Google and somewhere else. So that either tells you a they didn't care, they didn't give that much of a shit about it. But getting into the console market is a risk. It's a huge risk, and it's, it it could only be the big guys that can make it happen. Like Sony just happened to jump into it at the right time. You know, Microsoft have so much money behind them that they can do it and fail and, and still have things like, you know, Game Pass, which is for all, for all intensive purposes, is running at a loss. 
So they can they can have that expenditure and not be a problem. Uh, Nintendo have such a massive legacy that they'll never leave. But we saw the likes of um, Sega fall through, Atari fell through, and Atari was one of the pioneers. You know, so like there's companies have come and gone when it comes to to console production, and then we've seen people try to jump in with the likes of Ouya with. Um, with google as we just mentioned with stadia like amazon was trying to get in there as well but it's, it's interesting like the p- companies that are choosing to get involved have the capital to cover it and that's the biggest hurdle it, for any smaller any company that is smaller that may have a bigger passion for it that might actually be able to deliver a better product will likely not get involved in the debate or in, into the market because they don't have the funding to make it happen but then you've got late likes of google which can just write it all off it's it's interesting. It never really jumped out at me though, because obviously we couldn't play it here, so that was that was a big thing for me. But there you go. Yeah. All right. Day of the devs. Day of the devs has been going for a whole ten years now, and if you are not aware, it's an event orchestrated by the team over Double Fine Productions and I Am Eight Bit that shines the spotlight on upcoming indie games. The last couple of those have been attached to Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, but soon it'll be hosting a duo of its own events to celebrate its big anniversary. On the 3rd of November, a Day of the Devs digital showcase will go out across YouTube and Twitch, and this will again put the spotlight on indie titles heading our way. Now, Max, as someone that is a much greater fan of indie games than myself, um, this is really up your wheelhouse, even so much so that, you know, part of our packs this weekend, I've lined up some indie indie dev interviews with you because I'm like, you're going to have way more care and things to say than me. (laughs) And I want to give you a shot. I want to get you come in and um, do that. I'm I'm really excited to see what's coming. This is uh, I think we spoke about it last week with um I think it was last week that we mentioned about Sony's new initiative and and the the uh, uh had the interview with um or Shuhei yeah with Shuhei I had a blank then um we just is, talked about is, how we're trying to yeah. how we're trying to stalk him ah <laughs> uh, um yeah this is a really good way to 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 get to get those uh, small indie titles uh, out there and to, to let people know what is coming. Um, I will definitely be tuning into this. Well, it'd be very interesting to see if any any of the games that we get to spend some time with over PAX weekend, as PAX is a massive PAX indie section, um, will yeah. any of them make the cut? So I, uh, I still remember meeting with the team at SMG uh those that's the team behind uh death squared uh i remember meeting them and they're they like hey a day of the devs in a couple of months time we're going to announce this and this was mo- and this was moving out so uh yeah we, we got to see some i got to see some sort of early footage of of what the logo was and what the characters were and what the plans were and sort of how they were wanting to do something like overcooked but not quite overcooked um then of course uh Padge and i were, were luckily invited to go and do some uh, game test stuff at their head office here in Melbourne. Um, so we might see some things like that sort of make make their way over because as, you know, really like prominent games, you know, like uh, and studios like, uh, like Cherry, uh, Team Cherry that made Hollow Knight and the guys behind Cold of the Lamb and, you know, all these little uh, Australian standouts are starting to make themselves known worldwide and mm. a, a, an event like this might be able to pick up some of those things and sort of run with them like I, like this one of the studios out of melbourne samurai punk like they had a lot of success with them with the you know the vr game american dream um and i know they've got some new stuff coming up that, that will be at pax and i'm sure with the 
within their their heritage as a great independent studio will likely see that in the space and maybe some more stuff but excuse me um no it should be cool it's very much very much more of a max thing but still very very cool quick bits uh, rumor has it that, that the next Need for Speed game reveal is close at hand, with Tom Henderson from Insider Gaming stating that the title is set to launch December 2nd this year. That's a quick turnaround. They better, they better talk about that real soon. Wild Hearts is the new title coming from EA and Koei Tecmo, similar to Monster Hunter, was uh, announced earlier this week. Wild Hearts, run Man free. of... Um, Man of you, as a Monster Hunter fan, you know, because this is Monster Hunter is your shit, like, does this do it for it you? Looked, it looked... It looked interesting. It looked very... <laughs> I described it as I can't believe it's not Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, my worry is it's going to be like pay-to-win Monster Hunter. Okay. Yeah, but I would be happy to be proven wrong. Nice. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, Man of Medan and Little Hope have PlayStation 5 versions available to download now. They are free upgrades. Although not if you scored Man of Medan through the PlayStation Essential list. Yeah, don't worry about it. Man of Medan's not that great. Little Hope, but... Play Little Hope. Little Hope is awesome. Uh, the reviews for both of them can be found on this channel. Uh, Lance Reddick, in a now-deleted tweet, wrote, quote, hard at work in a session for Horizon Forbidden West, end quote. In the accompanying photo, he's sporting a very fashionable mocap suit. Yeah, so for, uh, for those who may not know, Lance Reddick is the gentleman that played Cyrus in both Horizon uh, Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, now, there, there's been no announced uh dlc for forbidden west but if lance reddick's getting all face dotted it's quite possible and then delete and then delete these tweets after yeah he's like oh wait we haven't we haven't announced this yet oh shit all right quick delete. Uh, just just for ryan weapons in dead (gasps) island 2 will degrade with use fuck quote says quote we're generous with it fuck this game (laughs) Everyone knows my firm stance on weapon degradation how is the shittiest feature in any possible game and uh, another one for Betson. Fuck. Get ready for some nightmares. A Plague Tale Requiem, which launches this month, has used the PlayStation 5's bulk to render up to 300,000 rats on screen at once. Fuck. Look, as as I've talked about here before and my crippling fear of rodents, uh, far out, man. Like, I, the I, fact I, that they took over your house for a little while. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that they, they, yeah, they owned my house for a while, I'd be lying and hear them scuttling, and then i just have, like, panic attacks. Um just hearing hearing them in my roof being all gross imagine 300,000 yeah on the screen they'll look on your tv oh man like like, i should go back and finish uh plague tale uh innocence but i don't want to um but i I wouldn't mind seeing that that rat nato at the end of the game but also knowing that it's going to be horrifying in the same way that when i watched like uh the matt damon movie the martian and like because with my with my gnarly fear of space because it's just forever falling um i had like a gnarly like anxiety attack watching that movie too and then that's why i haven't watched gravity because it looks really scary and uh because it's just people getting decked in space but yeah plague tale requiem looks really cool i know you're keen for it Obviously, i'm probably not i may or it. may not have it already pre-installed because rodents <laughs> are gross and also big thank you for josh robinson in the chat there saying look at these handsome fellas that's Ugh. us Anyways, here are the upcoming games that are coming to your PlayStation in a section we call Upcoming Games. A lot of thought went into that one. Nyad? Nyad? 
NORAD? No, NIAD. NIAD. N-A-I-A-D. Coming to PS5 and PS4 October the 1st. So guess what? It's already out. Uh, Overwatch 2. Oh, wow, that's fun. actually actually releasing. There you go. Oct- Overwatch 2. Yeah. Um, turns out if you didn't already own Overwatch, it will take you roughly 100 games of play to unlock the standard roster of characters. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch 2. Yeah, PS5, PS4, October the 4th. And... Nickelodeon Kart Races 3. Uh, Slime Speedway, PS5, PS4, October 7th. Um, and you should all remember that Paw Patrol Grand Prix came out last week as well. Um, I haven't played it, but I might have to reach out to Square and play it because my son and I have a history of playing the Paw Patrol games together. I got a notification last night saying it's ready to install because it's on Games Pass. Nice. <laughs> that made me think of you. Oh, I appreciate that. And then I proceeded to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel. Cruel. Luckily, my, my kid is not into my kid is not into Paw Patrol. What she is into at the moment, and I'm super stoked about it, she's watching Pokemon. My son is in love with Pokemon right now, and like I'm trying to reinforce that so like we can watch Pokemon together again. I may or may not have may or may not have walked into E B this weekend to, to pick up some stuff and Hadley may or may not have walked out with a Squirtle plush toy. Solid choice. Solid choice. Yeah. Well, this is why I still, I still want to play Arceus because apparently it's mad. It is. It's real good. I don't want to pay any money for it though. Well, good luck. I was going to steal it from you, but you still got my dock by the way. So I, I, if I pick it up, I'm still my dock not, back. Not, not only do I have your dock, but I don't have Pokemon Arceus. Oh, I know. So I can't even pay me back for lending my dock for so long with Arceus and you still have my aim controller as I know you're looking I, up at I, it I, I, <laughs> I actually am it's just right there yeah I know where it lives <laughs> I know where it lives yeah, it lives with me now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways that does bring us to the end of the show big thank you for everyone for taking the time to uh, sit with us and listen to us talk utter nonsense as we say the greatest thing you could ever do is is uh, choose to spend your time with someone and thank you for choosing to spend this last hour and a bit with us Max send us home hello everyone this PlayStation Conversations happens at 8am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those Daylight Saving Time on YouTube. those YouTubes yeah that's that's where I was going Jesus Christ Sundays man but if you would like to join us in future conversations with us come to pax next weekend and talk to us in person yeah come you, come watch us record the show live because actually side you, note by uh, the way i'm gonna put out like i'm gonna put out some feelers and stuff and like maybe post up some tweets to be like hey we're gonna take a bunch of questions and stuff for when we record the show so uh that's for young the wrestlers and for for the players so keep an eye out for that especially on twitter so followers at haggard mc is for me uh at be possessed 101 is max and of course at pop culturists um jump on there and you'll be able to see uh, those questions because we want to do a bunch of questions and answers because mm, if you if you obviously if you can't make it to packs check out our socials facebook instagram twitter all that fun stuff discord in the links in the description below if you want to join the conversation as it happens head over to twitch.tv slash the pop cultures where you can watch us record this show in live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show now my understanding is that the the pod that we'd be recording on sunday is also live so that's exciting too i'm sure we'll share do i need to write do i need to write up a doc for that or are we just gonna fucking free no it's 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 all about it's all about packs about the things we've done at packs so hence the questions and stuff and just sort of have a big fluff with it um yeah so you might be able to jump in and join that conversation as it happens live on the floor at packs and that's from 4 p.m uh what's the next part 
as it happens after if you want to support the show you can by telling your friends telling your family about this playstation pod if you are listening on podcast service be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you are watching on youtube be sure to like subscribe a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store popculturist.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it but until next week at pax australia i'm ryan betson I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Can't have time. I'm a little bit excited.